You are Locked On Hawks Postcast, part of Locked On Atlanta on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Hawks Postcast, your home for the best Hawks talk. It's local insight. You can't get anywhere else but right here at Locked On. I am Tanitra Batiste, and alongside me is Deshaun Tate. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And the Locked On Hawks postcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I don't know if you can, Deshaun, but if you can, make this make sense. Make 150 to 116 make sense for me. Maybe you can when we deep dive in the and one, or maybe you can when we talk about how we reset when who's got next. But ultimately, let's get the takes and tease takes on what went down tonight. A 150 to 116 smackdown beatdown of epic proportions pacers to the Hawks. And the reason I say it that way is this, because a couple of nights ago, you and I said, hey, The Pacers only beat the Hawks by five points in their previous meeting in November, right? So there have been some improvements that the Hawks have made, but we also knew that the Pacers were on a tear as well because they did very, very well in the in-season tournament, right? But to the point where we're talking about a five-point differential just a month and a half ago, maybe, and now we're talking about a 34-point loss, I just make that make sense. But I think You had a great question for a starting point as to how this kind of thing happens. And you just asked simply, who's running the darn show? Yeah, I'm questioning where's the leadership. You know, the funny thing is, Tanitra, and, you know, because I I love the program and I take this stuff so seriously and, and, and all the good stuff, I went through and looked at a couple of the comments and uh, I'm, I'm seeing some stuff like, man, you guys are being way too passive. You're being way too nice. And I'm like, I don't feel like we're being too nice. I really thought that leading up to this point, the Hawks have been competitive. There was a lot of one possession, two possession losses, things of that nature. Yes, some optimism that maybe people wouldn't really understand, but I really felt that way, not playing radio because, you know, we don't do that on this program. Um, There ain't going to be no nice tonight. No, sir. Um, I mean, the, the reality just is what it is. I, I can't even really think of a good word to describe what tonight was. I know some other people probably can. I'm going to do the best job that I can without uh, having censored all over the place. Um, but yeah, d- d- disgraceful, distasteful, um, you know, just embarrassing and all, all of the above. Um, but, you know, when, when, when you got the guys out there, what was it? Um, I think 14 players dressed tonight. Every single last one of them scored a a, a game that Indiana led by, you know, 38 points. They're singing Sweet Caroline in the crowd in between, you know, during the timeouts and players are even singing along on the bench. I mean, it's, 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 it's really quite ridiculous. And I do question and call out the leadership for this team. Where's the vocal leadership? And I know people, love to hate on the Marcus Smarts and the Draymond Greens and all of these other guys, but these are the guys that you need in moments like these, the Udonis Haslam's and whatever, what have you. The guys that's like, you know what? I just need some guys that's going to come with me and run with me and roll with me and just want to play. Who's the guys that just want to stand in the gap and just stand and fight 
and allow that to be the motto, win, lose, or anything indifferent. I've been asking about leadership when it comes to this team for years. Yeah. Not, 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 you know, um, you know, days, not weeks, not months, but mm-hmm. years. Um, unfortunately, I can't think of too many other ways to describe it unless I'm going to show everybody what I have for dinner tonight. Um, but it really looked like Indiana was playing with house money. Um, yeah. They came out more energetic. They came out with more poise, more confidence, like they were just ready. The ball was just flowing, fluidity passed around. And, you know, we're so used to talking about the fast pace of Indiana. Like that was the thing with the last matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about the pace between both teams because they both right. get up and down the floor. Exactly. But that was all Indiana on tonight. We didn't see that for the Hawks on tonight. And 307 points combined against the Atlanta Hawks in only two meetings. Yeah. That is um whatever word that you want to think of, that is that is one that just can't be used on this program. Yeah, <laughs> this is that. Yeah, and we know this is indeed a team that's coming in hot in a good way, right? Because they had a quality win over the Bulls, double digits over the Bulls, over the Knicks, a quality win. Bucks twice, right? They beat them in Milwaukee, then they turn around and beat them in Indy. So we knew this was a team that was coming in on a five-game winning streak and were very, very hot. But on the same token, you think to yourself, okay, well, that's all well and good. You're looking for this as an opportunity for the Hawks to string some wins together. They got a couple quality wins as well, and you're thinking, okay, maybe this will be their third straight. They can take some momentum into Orlando on Sunday and then come back home and really start stringing some things together because this is a month that's in their favor. You get 10 home games out of the 15 games you play in the month of January. So you're thinking all of these things kind of swing in the pendulum that way. And sidebar before I move on. For all of those who think that we are being nice and playing nice with the Hawks, well, you know what? Give a response. Go ahead and chime in. If you chime in and you got something that you want to say, we want to hear it right here on the Lockdown Hawks postcast, and we will plug that into the show, and we will give a reaction. So I'm going to pause with my takeaway and my couple of follow-ups to what you said, Deshaun. I want to see. Here we go, Robert Blackman. The Hawks are playing like they don't care about the game. I can't disagree with you on that one. I cannot disagree with you on that one because at some point, Robert, it becomes about pride. And the thing I thought about when Deshaun mentioned, hey, where's the leadership? The next thought I had was, yeah, where's the pride? Where's the dog? Where's somebody who said in the third quarter, hey, listen, this ain't cute. Like, this, this we're better than this. We're bigger than this. We're, we're, we can do much more than what we're doing right now. Where was that guy? You know, where was that that kind of moment, if you will? Or when this team was stringing together 17 straight points, where where was the Hawks person, the, the, the player, not just Quinn Snyder, but where was the player that was like, hold on, t- time out, coach. We need to reset. We need to regroup. We need to make sure we get our minds into this game. So I agree with you, Robert. This is one of those where you really say, well, I mean, did anyone really come to play with the exception of maybe DeJounte Murray tonight? Did anybody come to play? And that's another conversation I want to have because you almost hate that he came to play because in a minute he's going to be one that ain't playing for you because he keeps coming to play this game. But that's for our second segment. Going back to my first comment, which was back home, Deshaun, I don't know how you guys say it up in Michigan, which I know, you know, you're from that Detroit area, but I know for me in New Orleans, when we see something like this, my mom would say, that's some disgusting. That's just, that's, <laughs> that's just some disgusting because that's exactly what it was. So that's where my mind, when I could just see my mom shaking her head, like some disgusting because it was, yeah. I mean, it was very, very frustrating 
to watch. It was very, very frustrating to follow. It just, it, it's inexplicable, especially because again, you had a game at home Wednesday. And before you had that game, Deshaun, you had four days off. You didn't do shoot arounds yesterday to give yourself a little bit of a breather from having a good game Wednesday. And because you knew you were going back on the road to Indy, you were going back on the road to Orlando. And this is kind of what you do. And so for me, I also said, well, I came into the night concerned that the Hawks might blow a late lead. Like maybe they go up early like they've been doing of recent. Then I thought to myself, oh, what if it's a close game? You know, my concern was, would they be able to close out if, again, they're within five points of the Pacers, whether they're five up or five down? It was never that. After 16-13 in the first quarter, that was never even a concern. Clearly, clearly, that should have been the least of my worries. I should have been concerned that they were going to get blown out. And I should have been concerned about just what I said a moment ago, which was that DJ is increasing his trade value every day. And that is really concerning me. But listen, we're going to talk more about this game and do a little bit of a deep dive in the end one. We'll be right back to talk more Hawks Pacers. So guys, let me tell you a little bit about LinkedIn. It's the start of the new year. And just like you guys are making New Year's resolutions, there are small businesses out there that are hitting the ground running, doing some new things themselves. And one of the things that those companies may be asking themselves is, what's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? Well, LinkedIn Jobs knows that success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. So that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. Now, LinkedIn isn't just another job board. It has a vast network of more than a billion professionals like me, like Deshaun, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's also why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire those top candidates. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for the free, free, great way to start off the new year. Terms and conditions apply. Now, I want to tell you guys a little bit about BetterHelp. BetterHelp is one of those things where, again, you're going into the new year and you're thinking about how you can make life a little bit better for yourself. Well, BetterHelp is maybe where you can get that started. And this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's online therapy that you can try if you go to betterhelp.com slash locked on MBA. And that's one way of getting on your way to being your best self. Now, all of us are probably around this New Year's time. Maybe you're setting resolutions. Maybe you're setting goals. But most of us are really, really focused on how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on maybe what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organize one part of your space. You want to tackle another Maybe you're taking some supplements every morning because you're trying to get healthy, but whatever the case may be, therapy is how you find your strengths so you can ditch any of those extreme resolutions, those goals that, let's keep it honest, let's be real. Three months from now, they're not really going to stick anyway. How you make them stick, you use a tool like BetterHelp. If you're thinking of a starting of starting therapy, here's where you start. Again, it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So just fill out a brief questionnaire that'll get you matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge if that first one wasn't working so well for you. 
Celebrate the progress you've already made, but know that you can make more with BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. And I'll spell that for you. It's BetterHelp.com slash locked on NBA. All right, Deshaun, we're going to deep dive into it a little bit more. And again, I am absolutely, absolutely encouraging all of our viewers and our listeners, chime in. Let us know what you guys think about this 150 to 116 beat down at the Pacers handed the Hawks tonight that I don't think, at least on this show, we weren't expecting it to be quite like this. So Deshaun, in the beginning, it looks like, hey, maybe we're going to get a little bit of a rhythm here, especially from the perimeter. You love to start a game with back-to-back threes, right? Except that the Hawks were then three of their next 12 from the field. What the heck? They had the day off, like we talked about in the first segment. That last game was at home. You had the day off on Thursday for shoot-arounds as well. So what in the world was up with the cold start? Or I, I, I can't call the Pacers defense lockdown. I know that that's not what it was, right? So what was it? Was yeah, no. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. I mean, I'll be honest with you. And these type of things, you know, when when we're talking about basketball, right? And some people might confuse this with being nice. And this is just reality. Um, In this sport of basketball, these kinds of things, they do happen, right? Mm -hmm. Missing shots, they happen. There's going to be nights when, you know, you're making shots and the other team just can't, like I always say, can't throw a rock in the ocean from the boat. Um, then then the, the pendulum is going to swing sometimes. And that was the Hawks on tonight. The question was just really where the where like you talked about the pride. Where was the pride and the, you know, the, the intensity, um, at least for a stretch, yes. at least for, you know, stringing together a few possessions to be able to say, all right, well, we tried. We, we you know, now let's go back to the drawing board and figure out how can we couldn't put but they couldn't put it together at all. Um, you know, Indiana was hitting on all cylinders, obviously. Um, and you know, sometimes it is a matter of just one team's making all the shots. I mean, it was like Indiana couldn't miss a shot on purpose is kind of what it felt like. I mean, you had, you had uh, essentially instances where guys that never get in the game, guys that never get any burn and just always ride the pine and rookies and whatever else. Like they were having highlight career high games. I mean, this was just, right. and, and, and it's unfortunate that it happened to, you know, to our team on this one. Um, but but that, wait, wait, Tate. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Yep. Okay, Tate. No, I never, yep. ever interrupt you. No doubt. Look, are we re- are we really going to say that it was unfortunate? Because unfortunate makes it seem like it just kind of happened to them. Well, well, well I, I think that there was questionable effort um and things like that right that makes it not unfortunate right but i i i honestly believe by the way that indiana played on tonight Mm -hmm. that that might happen against anybody that they played um who right and 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 the other part of that which unfortunate has nothing to do with it is that i got a good feeling that if this hawks team showed up tonight the pistons would have beat them like yeah, i'm at was, I, yeah. I, i'm at that point so i but but i want to be fair because i think that it, it really is a combination of both i don't think it helped that you had you know times where you know indiana um what they go was it for i think over 46 assists they set a franchise <laughs> record on you a franchise. That do, 
Yeah, exactly. 50 assists or something. That doesn't help. They were out there having fun on your watch. Yeah. Um, so that part definitely does suck. Uh, and, and I think that you should feel, but you know, so, some of these games, you, these type of things happen. You just try and erase it from your memory. You take a hammer to the, to the film and you just completely destroy it. You just, you look at it once. You never want to see it again. I'll hold on to this one. If yeah. I'm Trey young or whoever the leaders who, if I'm number 11, number everybody, everybody should go home with a film, with a copy of the film from tonight's game yeah. and put in their own individual time. Forget about team session film yeah. together and all that individual time lock yourself in a film session for from the very tip of this game starting all the way to the very end and then now come back each and every individual player come back and let me see and that's going to tell me a lot about the people on this team to be honest yeah and you're right what you see on sunday against the magic another team that we've been talking about for a while because we said, hey, they were pesky last season towards the Hawks, and now we're seeing them be a better team this season. They actually beat the Hawks by one point earlier this season. It's like, okay, let's see what the effort is going to be come Sunday. We'll talk about that a little bit later and who got next. But going back to what you're saying about the effort, I think that's what bothered me, and that's what made me feel like, no, it's not unfortunate. It's unfortunate not that it happened to you, but unfortunate that you allowed it to because as great as – a shooting night as Deshante Murray had with his 30 points, why do you only have two boards? Like where was the effort to at least contest and make the Pacers work? Because in this stretch of games where they have won six straight, there were a couple of times in there where they hovered around. I mean, they never lost any game, by the way, uh, or, or won any game by less than 14 points. So they're, they're shooting lights out. But my point being the couple of times that they did, lose by like 14 points or 16 points. When you start to look into the team stats, you start to see that there was at least some competitiveness. In other words, making them work for shots. You're looking at the rebounds, if you will. You're looking at the steals or the blocks. And when I look at this as well, I'm thinking, okay, fine. Pacers have 50 assists. Pacers get 150 points. The Hawks have 116 points, but you only have 21 assists. So you also weren't moving the ball very well tonight. That you, you must have been playing a little bit of hero ball at some point. And in every category, with the exception of blocks, because Pacers only had three, Hawks had three, but every category, pretty much you did, you were outdone by the Pacers and, and also turnovers. But I mean, it doesn't matter if you turn the ball over 16 times, but you score 150 points, no harm, no foul, right? But every area, fast break points, Points in the paint, three point. I mean, the abysmal numbers for three points, which I, I got to ask you a question about that in a minute as well. But in almost every category where it counted from a scoring perspective, the Hawks just didn't show up. So that means, Deshaun, in a game like this, if your offense isn't working for you, then your defense needs to become your best offense. And we just did not yep. see that. But speaking of that, I think that what concerned me was the fact that if we look at just the offense that we saw, okay, fine. We know the Pacers are a really, really good shooting team. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if Quinn Snyder is saying at the beginning of the season that he, he really is going to go shoot, shoot, and shoot more threes, and he is going to try to establish this team as a perimeter team that he's encouraging to take those deep shots, well, if you're under 40% most nights, and yes, I say 40 because you're looking at the Pacers, out here at 49% a clip from three, and you're shooting under 24% tonight, it really makes me wonder, as great as Bogey has been, and I'm glad that we're having some good conversation about Bogey deep into January, but let's face it, let's face it, Deshaun, uh, Deshaun usually we get one or two Bogeys 
either we get bogey this good in the beginning and then he gets injured and we lose him somewhere in that January, February time frame, or we don't get bogey in the beginning and we get him back in January or February and then he goes off in the back half. So we've gotten the good bogey in the first part of the season, right? And I'm just wondering, where's the sharpshooter? Like you're not going to be able to go against these teams that are lighting it up on the boards if all you have is that one sharpshooter to count on. So it begged me the question of like, okay, Deshaun, you know my, my mantra right now. What is it? 30 days, 29 days, 28 days to the trade deadline. Mm. Mm. Should we be looking for a sharpshooter? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't even think it's just about sharpshooting as much as it is some other things. I think he's got to start with some kind of defensive identity because everybody knows that when you're talking about getting to where the reason behind why all every player of all, you know, 400 and something players of all 30 teams play, that's going to have to start on the defensive end. So I think that that's your starting point with, you know, in addition to finding somebody to help out on, on the front line. Um, outside of that, can you can always, always, always use a shooter, um, especially if you're going to have number 14, who played seven minutes tonight, the silent killer himself, A.J. Griffin, yep. sitting on the bench, and not playing him. Yeah. And we yeah. know that if he doesn't have anything else within his repertoire, he may not be able to, you know, and I'm being halfway facetious when I say walk and chew gum at the same time, but just shuffling his feet from side to side defensively, which I don't think that he's incredible at by any stretch of the imagination. However, if he can't do nothing else, he can shoot some lights out. Yeah. For him not to be on the floor, I think is absolutely kind of crazy. And this is obviously also where you know coach Quinn has to take a good bulk of you know the blame for tonight and not even just for that but that is one of the reasons in my opinion because yeah. it's not about playing it's about having him ready to go out there and play tonight and being realistic about the contribution that he can really bring did we expect that he was going to come in and cut a 38 point deficit or anything like that of course not right. um but for him to be able to get into a groove and you never know if you're ever going to be in a, a similar position such as this one again you want to yeah. be able to have your horses ready to go uh and be able to you know step in there and stand in the gap and be able to hit some shots confidently to be able to keep you in some games to prevent you from ball falling behind Indeed. Yeah. And I think that's a great point that you made. There's some accountability that I'm looking for or some rationale that I'm looking for from Coach Quinn Snyder about why he chose to keep the starters in as late as he did when it was evident that they weren't coming back for this game, but at least give an opportunity for a sharpshooter like A.J. Griffin to maybe get those sea legs back under him because he's been out for so long. But that's something that we'll continue to watch as well, because you're right. That is one sharpshooter that they have, especially as they wait for Kobe Bufkin and Seth Lundy to kind of get up to speed. Obviously, you know, Kobe's lighting it up uh, in, in G League play there and, and lighten it up. From, so that may be some help that is on the way. And we'll talk more about it in who got next. But first up, got a little something that I want to share with you guys. So this episode of our Locked On Hawks postcast is also brought to you by Hungry Root. Now, are you like Deshaun and like me trying to eat a little healthier in 2024? Well, Hungry Root is here to rescue you from short-lived resolutions by making meal planning easy and nutritious. Build healthy habits that won't disappear by February or for the rest of the year with 
hungry route, whether you're braving the cold or dealing with crowds, grocery shopping this time of the year, it can be really difficult because most people are legit trying to be healthy about it. But why not just stay home and let Hungry Root handle it for you? With Hungry Root, you can kickstart a week of healthy eating and get groceries delivered right to your door. And as the weather gets colder, that's also something that would be a good look for you right here in the A. So Hungry Root makes it easier for everyone to eat healthy. They support all of the major diets and lifestyles, including gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian, dairy-free, low-carb, you name it, they support it. So if it applies to you, if you have special dietary needs, then this is definitely the, the thing for you. Or if there's someone you know, you can share Hungry Root with them as well. So to find out more about Hungry Root and to take advantage of a special discount, it's 40% off and free veggies for life. Are you kidding me? Easy. Hungry Root's offering that to Locked On NBA channel listeners. 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Locked On to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. I know I love veggies and I know I want to get free veggies. Again, that's HungryRoot.com slash Locked On. And don't forget to use the link so that they know that we sent you. Well, normally, Deshaun, we would call this the segment, Who Got Next? We don't know who the hell got next because we're not really sure who's going to take the mantle when they go down to Orlando on Sunday. So your guess is as good as mine. Locked on Hawks postcast. As you let us know, you know who's got next because we sure in the heck don't. But, uh, you know, it's just, again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, in addition to them obviously getting prepared and the Hawks trying to reset for an Orlando Magic team that has really played well so to start this season, you got to look at a couple other things as well. Going back to the Pacers hitting 14 shots in a row, you know they're a good shooting team, but you know the Magic, that's a good shooting team as well. So it could be about the touch and the fact that, hey, both of those teams just have that touch this year. But on the same token, if we're being honest about it, you also have to look at it from the perspective of, no, Fox just play some bad defense because if it was all about offense, then you and I would have just been talking about, hey, in order for the Hawks to regroup and get ready for Orlando, they're just going to have to get their field goal percentage number up. They'll have to get their three-point percentage number up. They'll have to get their free throws up. But when I look down this, this list and see that the team that beat you by 34 points also at least didn't edge you out, but you were even with them on rebounds. How sway? How do they have more steals than you? How do they have more the same number of blocks as you do? So I still think that that's an opportunity where we need to say, how do the Hawks kind of prepare and get reset for, especially a team in the Magic that's kind of pesky. You know how it is when they they have bigs who are really big bigs or when they have guys who are really long and lean and the Hawks have to deal with that. Tanitra, I think my biggest thing here when you talk about going forward is I want to see a pissed off Hawks team. That's what I want to see. I want to see upset. I want to see angry. I want to see, you know, I want to see how they respond with how unacceptable the last performance was. I want them to take their frustrations out on you know i i remember there was some times and i better keep my voice down because i think my mom is right below me who's in town visiting and i think she can hear me through the vent 
Um, but I think there was some times when she just had a bad day at work and God forbid I ever acted up in school or was talking too much or cutting uh-huh. up or doing whatever. And right. I think that was just her opportunity to say, you know what, I'm about to take some frustration out. Like he just gave me a reason, you know, to wear them out and lay the leather down on them. I want them to lay that same leather. I still got the scars to prove it. Trust me. I want them to lay that same leather down on a, a, a team, much like Indiana. I mean, we talk about teams that have been surging this year. Of yeah. course, Indiana. Orlando is in that exact same conversation, if not more. Not yeah. just competitive, but beating teams. Beating mm-hmm. the uh, defending champion, you know, Denver Nuggets. I think they've beaten the Boston Celtics team with the best record. I mean, they've been really putting in some work and at home and on the road, but at home they have very, you know, confident when the only thing that the Hawks can do in my book first has to start with taking care of business against Orlando. And you talk about guards that have been balling out against the Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, you know, we, we've already gotten into these conversations where it seemed like every guard on tonight, because this wasn't just about Tyrese Halliburton. Right. You know, this is about Buddy Heald and all the rest yeah. of the guys, Bruce Brown, all and 14. I mean, you name it, every yep. one of them. Um, you better believe when you got your Jalen Suggs and your Markel Fultz and your Cole Anthony, and yep. I mean, there's a lot of guards, Wagner. Franz Wagner, I mean, there's a there's a load of them over there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you play spoiler and yep. you go over there and show them, you know, who Big Brother is outside mm-hmm. of that. Um, you make sure that they're not doing what Indiana did on tonight, which looks like they were just trying out new things and making shots, stuff that they just play around with at the end of practice and trying yeah. out on a video game and stuff yeah. like that. You make or sure those things on the playground. Exactly. On a playground, on a blacktop, you make sure that those things don't happen. Um, and um, you just got to be tighter with the basketball. I just seen down the stretch and just throughout the game, it just looked very careless. We always talked about unforced errors. Yep. The game looked sloppy to each. I don't know when the last time you had a sloppy Joe sandwich, but they looked like they had plenty of those throwing around out there. Like if they were on that level. Yeah. They have to level up uh, uh, in less than 48 hours when they uh, when they go to visit down in the Sunshine State. Yeah, and I think you made a great point about the fact that it's the individual level up. Like each one of these hawks has to look in the mirror and say, even DeJounte Murray, because again, great yep. for you to have 30 points, but yep. I'm going to need you to have that two-way play that the hawks brought you here for. And to me, that is the question that's on the table for those who had an opportunity. Now, I mean, like you said, AJ Griffin, you got seven minutes. So I don't know that you could have done any damage or that you could have at all turned the tables late in the fourth quarter with just seven minutes of play. But for the most part, everybody has to look in the mirror and say, okay, how do I reset myself to be prepared for this Orlando Magic team that's actually looking better than they did when we took them on back on November 9th? That's the question that I have for them. And the question is, you know, even looking back, like you said, on who's that guy for the Orlando Magic, they're a pretty darn balanced team. When you look look back uh, down the box score for that particular game, I mean, they had seven players in double mm-hmm. digits. Mm-hmm. Nobody was over 21 points and nobody was below 12. So mm-hmm. you called all the names out, Bancaro and Wagner and Suggs had, he actually had the high in that game. So, you know, and then you look to their bench and the other Wagner, <laughs> as well mm-hmm. as uh, Jonathan Isaac, like everybody really had a strong game. And when you look down 
the box score, you also see most of those guys giving Orlando two-way play. So the name of the game for me Sunday is whether we're talking about a win or a loss, which of course you want to talk about a win, but at a minimum bounce back and show that you have some pride to be able to give it to the Magic at both ends of the court. No, I couldn't have said it better myself, Tanisha. And listen, I just, I I think that's the only way to approach this. And I know we got to get ready to wrap here, but I mean, you just, you, 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 you got to take this, you got to take it personal. I'm not trying, you know, this ain't one of those where I'm trying to hear, no, you know, on any given night, anything. No, 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 no. Those days is over. I'm not trying to hear nothing about no, none of that because the expectations still have not been met, let alone exceeded. I'm not even talking about exceeding expectations yet. The expectation has not even been met. So somewhere has to start and there's no better time to start than now. But trust me, I'm, I'm not feeling very good about what I just finished seeing. And I'm not talking about a one point victory. Of course, those will take, you know, one mm-hmm. possession, two possession. I need to see a beat down. I need you. I need yep. you to humble somebody. And um, hopefully that's what we'll see with everybody coming back around full circle back to the drawing board after taking this thing personal. Yes. And just a reminder, the trade deadline is less than five weeks away. Thank you guys so much for stopping by the Locked On Hawks postcast. We appreciate you with your comments and your feedback. Remember to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And of course, for more on the Hawks, you've got to check out Locked On Hawks with our guy, Brad Rowland. We'll see you next time.